Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. A Dear Media original podcast you're hooking up with a new guy or whatever. And it was like, oh, that's like just, it's tough to hear, but it's okay. I'm up at college. We're moving on. Yeah, so what were, we're you mo- doing up at college, Steven? I mean, I was you having okay? my... I, no, I, oh. I know. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with what you were doing. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. Again, I'm Steven Coletti. And I'm Kristen Cavallari. There she is. And (laughs) here we are bringing you season two of Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County. Our little rewatch. Woo! Yeah, man. Wow. (laughs) Here we go. Season two is full on. Buckle up. (laughs) God, there's a lot going on. First of all, shout out MTV. Woo! You guys picked up right where you left off. I thought <laughs> one of the best for an audience rating episodes was that yeah, last episode. And then yeah. we, you jump into this and shit, they've got their formula down. We've got yeah, everyone from the first season that you were you know, kind of dipping into some of those storylines, those familiar faces you want to see. And then we have the introduction of some new characters. We talked about them in our Welcome Back episode. If you guys haven't listened to that, we just released an episode before this that has us teeing up this season. We kind of go into our new players, which they're bringing the heat too, or at least MTV is bringing the heat for them. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot going on between last year's cast, catching up with everybody and introducing all of these new people. And not only are all of these new people introduced, but there's so much drama that's also introduced. So um, yeah, this thing gets kicked off really strong. I feel like the energy in this season is a notch above last season. I really struggle listening to myself narrate. I find it so hard to listen to my voice. (laughs) I hate every second of it. Actually, I will say I got a little laugh where they jumped in. So the energy, first of all, the energy of of your narration is up. You've got this, I don't know if you were, what you were doing the night before, but you had a little bit of a raspy voice on this first episode narration. I was like, oh, I think she had a good one the night before. (laughs) I was probably out in LA all night. (laughs) Shaking out the cobwebs a little bit. But before we get to that, we'll, we'll intro to it to you guys. It was an hour-long episode, but for just a TV production's sake, they've broken it down. So technically, episode 201 and 202, it is titled, Since You've Been Gone, which is perfect for, of course, the way that they end the episode with the Kelly Clarkson song, which is called, Since You've Been Gone. 
And we're going to pick up with people coming home for Christmas break, which I think is a perfect place for MTV to jump in because that just maximizes all the drama, as you mentioned, because we've got a lot of going on. We've got some carryover drama from season one. We've got catching up with people that went away to college and then introducing, of course, these new storylines that are going to play out through the entire season. So MTV is back at it. And you're kicking it off like this is... This is my story Step to tell aside, now, bitches. bitches. Yeah, yeah exactly. Out of my way. I'm here. <laughs> Regina George has arrived. <laughs> I mean, literally. You want to know what's so funny? At the very end of the season, I remember they rented this house on the beach. To, I don't even know what I was doing, but they use a little part of it in the intro here where I'm like kind of walking through my bikini? house. Yes, in my bikini, walking through my house. All of the exterior shots are not my actual house. That was a house on the beach that I have no idea whose house it was. The inside of the house was my actual house. But of course, they made it seem like I lived right on the beach. So right away, the shenanigans continue. And it really kind of kicks off with you and I having a phone call. And this is one phone call that has always stood out in my mind where they have me at the beach calling you. You were not on the other end of this phone call. Or I I guess maybe they made it seem like I left you a voicemail. I'm not really sure. But I was talking to a producer. There was nothing real about this phone call whatsoever. Also, I wouldn't just leave you a voicemail and be like, hey, so I think we should see other people. Okay, bye. Yeah, I mean, I was a bitch, but I wasn't that much of a bitch. (laughs) And by the way, what they used for me on the other end was some sort of moment, which I think they already kind of knew what they were going to do. Because I remember they shot all this stuff with me of taking phone calls. And, you know, you're always helping them by getting wild lines of you on a phone call or doing a one-ended part of a conversation, then they would cut it together later. So it felt really natural to do it. And I don't really necessarily remember what they told me this was going to be used for, but they needed me getting on a phone, getting off of a phone. And then Mm -hmm. they used it here at the beginning of season two. And it's like, you just left me this voicemail breaking up with me. And then I'm like, hang up, like all sad. And that fucking never happened. That was, that was total no. bullshit. So that was, I remember right out of the gate watching when this episode first came out back in the day going like, fuck, like, oh, they did me dirty right away. Like, here it is. Like, you know, I'm just going to be getting steamrolled again. Yeah. And, you know, as we'll get into in some of these scenes. But yeah, I thought it was interesting how they packed all that stuff into the intro as you're introducing those characters that we've talked about. And then you get up to the shot of Lauren who looks quite sad in San Francisco. She's not happy. And you're like, I was right. She's not lasting. She's coming home. (laughs) Call Uh, that. (laughs) Yeah. And they, the classic MTV line is where you're saying, you know, you're kind of talking about Taylor and Alex. And you're like, as long as those two stay out of my life, we'll be okay. Right. And like, setting the stage for the whole season. (laughs) And then you have, oh, and speaking of staying out of my life, and then they cut to that shot of Lauren, who's not having a good time in San Francisco. So a lot to go through here. I was pretty damn entertained as I just got into, I was like, oh shit, like this is happening in this. And just seeing the people that they were going to show. I actually thought this was my favorite episode that's aired that we've seen so far. Oh, really? Because, oh, yeah, because there was so the much going on. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, funny how that works. I'm like, I love <laughs> this season. <laughs> no, because there was so much going on. Like, as a viewer, it was constant shit. You're like, oh my God. And then this happened and this happened. It was just, it was very entertaining. Personally, no, I thought I came across like a little asshole. But here's the other thing with this season, I sort of be, you know, started to embrace this character. But I also, like, we just started being really sarcastic and almost like making fun of it. So, there's a scene where the girls and I are laying out 
and I get out of the pool and I'm all, oh, that was such a good swim. Like I'm being so fucking sarcastic because it's so fake. I'm like making fun of the situation or there's a scene later in the episode where the girls and I are just walking on the street. I have no idea what the fuck we're doing. We're walking on the street and I'm like, you're a street walker. Like we just started fucking around with each other. And of course they use it because it makes me look like such a bitch. But that was me being sarcastic and trying to have fun with these situations. <laughs> well, that goes along with where we were in season one. I'm pretty sure Low calls Lauren a whorebag. Yeah. I mean, that's what you do at that age. Unfortunately, you call each other a bunch of stupid ass, <laughs> inappropriate names. And, but like, yeah. that was our way of just having fun with it. <laughs> I know. That scene where you guys are on the lounge chairs, of course, they have you talk about Christmas is in two weeks. You say that, which I know they probably shot this at some time and they had you say Christmas is in two weeks. Right. So it's like 80 together. degrees outside. We're laying out. But yeah, Christmas yeah, is in you, two weeks. <laughs> and then they're like, talk about Steven. And then you're like, yeah, no, we're not hanging out. I told him that I'm seeing somebody. He's pissed. Right. And then they cut to me like waking up and call. And, and then you've got everyone coming home. All these shots of me like riding in cabs to and from the airport, just looking really down and sad. Also, I was going <laughs> like, to ask you, how come no, no one in your family could pick you up from the airport coming home from college? Or that, that was all MTV. MTV, MTV yeah, wanted me to yeah. be alone. Yeah, it, it, I know. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> it's better if you're lonely. It's better if you're all by yourself. And there's they're really teeing up that scene that we have on that beach, which is, you know, <sighs> this. Yeah, I mean. Wow. I remember going into this, going like, all right, I know what they're doing at this point and I'm going to try to fight back on that. So it's interesting. <laughs> you were saying that you kind of embraced it in a way and just fucking went with it. I was yeah. like, all right, I'm not going to do this like full love triangle thing. Like, don't want to talk about people uh, or talk about my relationship, but I'm just going to try to be as boring as possible. And then they won't really have me on the show anymore because at this <laughs> point, to me, I had already met people that I needed to meet at MTV and I had my plan, but mm -hmm. I didn't want to be on the show anymore. You know, in this scene where we're on the beach, it's hard because... I didn't, I was just trying not to say anything to not play into, I think what they were going for, but it, it all came off as like me being very immature, which I, I mean, I guess I, well, I was I clearly think we youth, both youth, were. We, yeah. We, I, yeah, I said you were, but I mean, I think I was too. Hello. <laughs> but I actually felt like this scene was very real. Like I do remember filming that scene being like, that was so awkward. So when I got in my car after the scene, that was actually probably the realest I had ever been on the show because I didn't know that there was a camera guy already in my car. So I got on my phone thinking I was like by myself and I wasn't actually being filmed. And then I was just having a very real conversation with, I guess it was Jessica. And, <laughs> and then I saw that the camera guy was in there, but I just continued to like, I, that was like the one time I like, was able to just like tune the camera out. People always say like, well, you know, eventually you like ignore the cameras. I never did that except for maybe this one scene. But I think it was such a relatable scene because it's very true how you and I clearly had so many feelings towards one another, but we had moved on. But MTV made us hang out, which we probably shouldn't have been doing. But there was like all these unspoken words and it was just an awkward scene. Yeah, you're right. That's the rub yeah. is, is, is because I didn't want to play into any sort of a storyline. And so I was like, I'm just going to try to remain quiet. And it's funny, even in remaining quiet, there's still the emotions are still kind of boiling of our history because we are yeah. around each other. And mm -hmm. that's the thing. I mean, it was very palpable, I think, when we'd get in the same room or we were around each other. At least it was for me. You know, for you, yeah. I mean, at that point, it was easier for you to be kind of moved on because you were now dating somebody. But which, by the way, they have you <laughs> saying like, in your little voicemail, like, Stephen, I've been seeing this guy, Matt. So why don't we talk when you're back as we're teeing this up, which of I course know. that never happened. We would never no. have this conversation. You and I had already, we had moved on 
in our directions. And I was just going to live my life and you and your new relationship and you're feeling the bliss of that as they show in the scenes as you're in the, <laughs> the store and you're telling like, you're just like riding high, which by the way, <laughs> we should say this Matt that you're talking about is Matt Leinart, who was the yeah. uh, quarterback for USC <laughs> Trojans at that time, who you're going and seeing up. And I think you even mentioned USC and I oh did. man, yeah, yeah. you thought you were so cool. It was so funny. I met him at USC. So I'm actually still good friends with Matt. Matt is the nicest human being on the planet. He is such a great guy. But yeah, so I dated him when I was 18, my second half of my senior year. And he was a five-year senior at USC. He was on top of the world that year. And I was so excited about it, clearly. Like no chill whatsoever. (laughs) But it was a big Uh, deal for me. (laughs) It's like you're dating this this much more mature, successful guy. And so you come and see me (laughs) and... And that now it's like everyone's so immature. And you're already at this time in your life where you're saying that you're so ready to get out of high school. But it's so funny how like you're just, you're riding so high. You're so confident in yourself, which which is like more power to you, like good on you. But you are feeling yourself in so many ways. Like yep, you got yep. life all figured out. Like there's no mm-hmm. sweat. You've got, by the way, your first quarterback. Oh. My, oh God, my first quarterback, which yeah, well, I did by, it a couple athletes in my day. I will say, I was going to say power rankings for you, real quick. Obviously, <laughs> we're going to go football. Football is the number one athlete. From there, where do you go? Would you go basketball, baseball, hockey? So coach? here's my deal. I've dated a hockey player. You know, for me now in my life, where I'm at, it's more about schedule. So baseball, they're gone all the time. Basketball, (laughs) they're gone all the time. Football's reasonable. Hockey, they're gone a lot, but you know, it's doable. To be honest, I I don't want to say anything I'm going to end up regretting, but I don't think I want to date another athlete. I've done that. I (laughs) I want to leave that in the past. You got to still leave the door open. There you go. We'll leave it at that. Keeping the options open, but yeah. All right, guys, we are back here. We've got season two. It is a new year. And you know what comes with a new year? It's starting fresh. You've got those goals. A big one, especially on my list, is eating right, especially after coming out of the holidays too. I really need to focus on this one. And I'm glad Factor is here to help us all. And this new year, you guys, if you've got goals, Factor is here to help you achieve each and every one of them. Save time, and have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. That's right. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. That's right. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Okay, you guys, head to factor75.com slash beach60 and use code beach60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code beach60 at factor75.com slash beach60 to get 60% off your first box. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, I want to take a second to talk to you about BetterHelp. I know for me, when I'm at my best is when I set a lot of goals, guidelines, 
for my year. Now, when you look at that list, it could be a little overwhelming. One thing I like to do to actually work through that is talk about it with somebody. Talk about it with a loved one, with a friend, or even a therapist. This is where BetterHelp comes in, guys. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you and tackle those goals you set out for the year. It's so true. As someone who's been in and out of therapy pretty much my whole life, I can't say enough good stuff about it. And for a multitude of reasons. I mean, I think therapy is, of course, beneficial when you're going through something and you need someone to talk to. But also at the beginning of a year, if you're setting intentions and goals for the year, it can be someone to help hold you accountable. Also, I really learned how to set boundaries even with family members and therapy. So there's just so many different ways that you can use therapy to your advantage. Makes a lot of sense. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, guys, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's right. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash beach10 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash beach10. The beach scene, look, it's tough for me. I knew obviously what was going on in your relationship. And I'm like, Oh, fuck. Because in my mind, coming back from school, there was, of course, a little bit of that, like, we'll still have our thing. And I felt confident as we, and by the way, if you're like in the narration, Stephen would call me every day, which <laughs> that didn't happen. Look, I love you, a bit but excessive. I did, did not love you to call you every single day while I was in college. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so MTV's now painting me as this guy that's like still totally expecting our relationship to be a thing. What's honest and the way I felt about it at that time was that I, of course, knew where we were at. And it was hard because I was hearing, even before you dating Matt, I was hearing up at school, like you're hooking up with a new guy or whatever. And it was like, oh, that's like just, it's tough to hear, but it's okay. I'm up at college. We're moving on. Yeah, so what were, were you mo- doing up at college, Stephen? I mean, I was you having okay? my- I, No, I, I know. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with what you were doing, but I was still you feeling- just heard the emotion it. of like, I know these people back home and- Yeah, it's harder when you have to hear about it. I'm sure I assumed you were hooking up with people, but I didn't necessarily hear about it. Yeah, but we have, it's funny, the, that kind of culture at, at San Francisco State, people chilled a lot more. Like we were like, like I smoked a lot of weed in college. Mm. We would, it's not like, there's no fraternity sorority scene. No, like it's a commuter school. So like right. there were some house parties and stuff. It's not your traditional college experience. So I had a lot of fun and we had a great group of friends, but not as crazy as you would think. But oh yeah, I mean, let's be real. We definitely hooked up with some girls in college, of okay. course. Thank so you very there's much. that. <laughs> now, but now coming home, I think even having heard that you were hooking up or whatever, I still would feel like there would be, we would still have our thing. Cause that was the thing that always kind of was overriding everything that happened between us was like, oh, we knew that like once we got together, like we still really enjoyed each other's company. We were gonna have yeah. fun. But then once you start dating Mr. Matt Leinart over there, I was fucked. <laughs> There's no room for Steven in that. I, how am I supposed to compete <laughs> with the quarterback of the national champion? USC Trojans. Heisman so, Trophy winner. <laughs> there you go. Heisman Trophy winner. Who I will say also is a sweet guy. We, we had a good laugh. Yeah. I think about you at one point, but I've I think I remember that actually. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> so I will say that is kind of warranted, I think, what you're saying. But man, you really gave it to me when you got in the car. I, you called me a fucking idiot. You I called hate me mature. Boys. 
I can't even hang out with you. I have to be a dick about it. It gets this little attitude. But yeah, please know that was just- Sorry um, about that. <laughs> just a heartbreaking little boy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate no, you. You know what? <laughs> I am sorry because, you know, watching the scene with you and I, and then Dieter and Jessica also have a scene where- to me, it was just as sad and just as awkward. You could tell that Dieter obviously still very much cares about Jessica and she really wasn't giving him much. But watching those two scenes, it just made me sad because it's like there's all this love here still between these two couples, but it's like no one really wants to say, just come out and say what they really want to say. It's awkward. It's tense. You know, normally when you break up with someone, you're not going to go and hang out with them. But we're forced to be put in these situations. And that's what ultimately makes it even more awkward than it normally would be. So it's just a tough situation to be in. Yeah. Behind the scenes, it was kind of a mix of real emotions and being put in a situation that you wouldn't normally be put in. But a very real scene beyond that, I would say. Yep. I was laughing as as we got back to Pomodoro. You know, you've got uh, Jess and Jason there and then Lauren Mm -hmm. and I, I. I mean, look, there was a divide in Laguna. I don't, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but there were some people that were excited that the show was there and knew that it was yeah. good for businesses in the community. But then there was a very, very big part of our community that was like, get MTV out of here. They are, first of all, kind of secrets out about this beautiful town that was not quite in Newport and in its own little bubble. And so, you see, look, it was still a touristy town. People traveled there. People knew about it, but obviously it was thrust into the spotlight with the MTV show. And became something more. And yeah, only a handful of businesses were like, let's, I'm, I'm okay shooting. So Pomodoro was that spot that was downtown and, and the owners were into it. And so yeah, MTV, they took advantage <laughs> of it. There's a lot of good places to go to restaurants in, in Laguna. It's pretty um, hilarious we, to me though. <laughs> but as far as the nighttime date spot, Pomodoro was used excessively. I'm happy that when we get to my scene, I could see that I'm I think they have Lauren bring up you, right? And I'm sitting there, yeah. I'm kind of like ferociously cutting into my spaghetti, <laughs> which I remember doing that scene. It was like, dude, you're, you're a mess trying to eat pasta in the first season. So this time, let's <laughs> cut it up into small pieces. Uh, let's have uh, smaller bites. Let's chew with our mouth closed and let's get oh out of there okay. God. Like, unscathed. Oh, so, that's funny. <laughs> I, I had a good laugh in, in watching that. But I want to go to the a scene of introducing Jason. There's a scene where uh, as you guys come, I think you guys are coming out of a lunch and there is, there's Jason in the car and Jessica goes in and gives him a kiss. We're and coming then, out of shopping and we see oh, Jason. Right. Yeah. Yep. Jason and Tyler, and Ce- I guess. Oh yeah, that's right. Pull up in a car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is scenes later with Cedric, but this was, I think, a perfect introductory moment. You know, he's just playing it cool, sitting in the car. He gets a kiss from his girlfriend. She pulls away and he has like, almost like a mean look on his face. Uh-huh. Like he's playing it cool in front of his his friends in the car. He doesn't really care. Like this is just some chick that's into me, you know? And then they drive off. I was like, oh, what a perfect like first moment for them to show Jason in the show outside of what they of course used in that, the beginning introduction that you narrate. And then they've got a scene with Jason and Cedric where they're practicing baseball. And I feel like this just cements Jason as a character for the show where... <laughs> Cedric is asking him, you got a game today, like against who? And Jason's like, uh, I don't know. Like He's just like, no fucks given on anything. Very casual. And then he only perks up when they kind of start talking about like, would you hook up with this person? Or mm-hmm. you know, In a like, relationship you know, with Jessica, but talking about Alex M. <laughs> yeah. And he just yeah. like very casually throws out there that like heard that she's kiki and she's kind of wild and they're kind of giggling. I was like, oh man, Honestly. this is... Um, And then on his date with Jessica, she goes to put her hair up and he's like, don't put your hair up. Like that's what they show of him on the whole date. 
It's like, wow, he really just gave them what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, what I might have lacked, I think, in their first season player, if you will, of trying to play all these girls. Like Jason was at this time, like, I don't know. He's just, he just didn't give a fuck. And there's a lot of opportunity for MTV to take advantage, I think, of his personality and show him as your typical bad boy player. Yep. As as you point out, you actually wind up warning Jessica multiple times or you think you, you try to give her the heads up of like, you should not be dating this guy, which is, as you admit, totally like it takes one to know one situation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching this, yes, I'm always trying to warn Jessica and I trying to be a good friend. I think my delivery could have used a little bit of work. I was very blunt, <laughs> very just like, this is what it is. And then that, like, maybe I should have softened a bit. I've had to learn over the years how to soften my delivery. But the flip side is, yes, I was trying to be a good friend and warn her because I knew Jason was lying to her. He was playing her. And so I thought I was doing a good thing by telling her. You were. It's funny that you said that you think the message could have been delivered a different way. And that's the confidence you have in yourself that I, I think is is really good where, yeah, I mean, you own up to like who you are. You're like, look, I, I like, I think you would say at the end, there's some sort of a line where you talk about, it's kind of, you, you throw out there, kind of takes one to know one or something like that. And yeah. I thought that was really funny, but I mean, you are trying to be a good friend. I do like the scene with Dieter, which is really sweet because Dieter's, even though he's her ex-boyfriend, he does have a leg to stand on because, yeah, look, Jason was pretty wild at this time of his life. And so Jessica was blind to that and kind of was went along with it. And Dieter was hearing stuff on his end and he was trying to sit down and have this conversation with Jessica. So very interesting. I We should go into Lowe's party where we the all- The Christmas kinda, party. Yeah. <laughs> where uh, everybody comes back together. <laughs> Wow. Um, so <laughs> yeah. in this one where I, for, I don't know, for me, it was what I might've tried to avoid in that scene on the beach with us, which is by trying to, or talking too much or engaging too much and giving too much for MTV to use. And so I just clam up and remain awkward. Now here we are at Lowe's party and well, we're having a few <laughs> drinks, judgments <laughs> going out the window and <laughs> here it is. I mean, you got me like obviously <laughs> letting you know that I've like got my feelings for you still in Aww. my very immature way. You're like, I know. I mean, it's, it was sweet. I actually, I feel like I was kind of just being a bitch. You know, my whole life when I'm done with something, it's like, I'm done. That's it. I'm not going back. Like I have moved on and I'm done, which I feel bad about, you know, I mean, obviously you were really upset and I really gave you no time of day. And you were saying nice-ish stuff to me. You know, it's so hard to look you in the eyes and I just like, I'm sitting there staring at you. Like I give you yeah, nothing. Yeah. You tried not to give so, me a hug when you first showed up to the party, which is like, you, know. you well, acted like you okay, didn't see me, which I, they're definitely called it, shenanigans on that. Okay, you had but, to have seen me. Obviously, but. I saw you, but if it was after that beach scene, which it was, I mean, we didn't necessarily leave that beach scene on good terms. So I wasn't going to come up and give you the biggest hug and be like, hey. Mm, okay. They might actually have that in correct order as far as like they is. did shoot. That was like one of our first scenes back together as mm -hmm. far as in the same place. And then a couple nights later or whatever, maybe even that night was the party at Lowe's. So yeah, and I, I was coping clearly because I'm pretty drunk. I've got like a Swisher suite around in the Damn, back of my ear. Dizzled, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm ready to party and take my thoughts off of what was really happening in my life. Also, I 
I'm so dumb because when I was filming and talking about Matt, because I didn't say his last name, I was like, oh, they'll never use this. They'll never, you know, but it's like, oh, you're so stupid. Like, have you not learned anything? I'm going around telling everybody about him, <laughs> not thinking it was going to make <laughs> it on the show. You're showing all the text messages. Oh, Literally. Man. I'm like, oh, I'm was... in love. <laughs> you were so smitten. I know. Were you in love at that time? No, I wasn't in love with Matt. I liked him and I was really excited about him. It was like my first... Uh-huh. Well, older guy, but also who was like, had notoriety. You know what I mean? So I was like really excited about it at the time. (laughs) Yeah. How long did you guys date? Well, I don't know, maybe six months or so. I mean, like he came over to my house. He met my dad. I met his family. Like we, we definitely dated, but I would say we've remained close over the years. We've actually reconnected in the last like year or so. And he's a really good guy. Very cool. I remember when you told me about him, we actually were on the phone talking one time at some point when I was away at school and you were talking about seeing him and you you said that he was just a really sweet guy and that he was a gentleman. And then I think on your first date, he opened the door for you, which <laughs> you told me this. I told, I remember this because I remember, funny. I remember thinking, but I'm a fucking nice guy too. Like Aww. I've opened the door. I'm, I'm, I would open the door for you before as well. And, and like, I've like, I'm a gentleman. Like, clearly we've been through a lot of shit now. So like, Aww. I'm broken and like, I'm, I am I can't, we can't act normal unless we actually spend a lot of time away from each other because oh, we so just have sad. such a crazy history. But it I remember you telling heart. me that on the phone, which is interesting because later in this episode, when the now they're, you know, teeing back up Lauren and I, and we go out and as we get back in the car, we go back to her house. I say, I'd open the door for you, but it's on the other oh, side. My God. So funny. Full circle. By the way, when you said that, I was laughing so hard. I was like, wow. Or like you said some, a few things to her that I was like, you're an asshole. You're like, you look really pretty. Like joking around in the hot tub and shit. You know, you're like splashing water at it. You're like splashing water on her in the hot tub. And she's like, she did look really pretty. But the way that you was, said it, I was like, oh my God, is he being sarcastic? I I took it like you were like making fun of her because she didn't want to get wet. Uh, she was like, stop splashing me. So you were like, oh, you look really pretty. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, shit. I mean, or maybe you were being serious. I didn't take I mean, it that way. We kind of had that relationship though where we we would give each other shit all the time. You know, it's like yeah. that was- I don't think you your, were being an joke. asshole. That's not the right but word. It, yeah. <laughs> but then it comes off the way MTV cuts it and- Lauren is, of course, very sweet. And they've got her as more of the innocent one in, in the show. And she is. She's not like this. It's not like they've got that wrong. But yeah, to have a guy make jokes and just showing one side of it, you know, just at well, right. her. Then. And they're, they obviously make it seem like she's still like, you know, just enamored with you. And you're like, kind of like giving her a hard time. Like it's entertaining, <laughs> which is what they wanted. Yeah. Well, okay. We got to talk about Casey Reinhardt because she's also a new character. Mm in this season. And do you remember, did their stepdad invent the frozen burrito? Was that that's the, that's his the rumor. claim to fame? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> that's funny that um, you mentioned that. It's so random because I, I still remember to this day that that was the rumor. That was the rumor. That was how they got all their money. But I actually, speaking of Santa Margarita, which is where I went my freshman year of high school, I went there with Casey and Doug, her older brother, I had the biggest oh, yeah. crush on Doug my freshman year of high school. And he would like drive me home sometimes and we would hang out. But so I had a history with Casey. So my insane reaction to this girl is because of my history with her. I guess Alex Morrill is like, Kristen said, you know, you shouldn't even talk to Casey. And I'm sitting here saying, I mean, I'm being like brutal about her, saying everything about her is fake from her hair to her personality. I'm actually really not proud of 
what I said about her. I'm not sure what my real issue was with her, but that was it. I I had a much longer history than the show had led on with her and her brother. So did she come second semester of senior year for you guys or was she there the whole senior year? I don't remember. I was wondering, did she come to be on the show? I think that was why and that really pissed me off. (laughs) Ah, she's in your territory. I I was laughing (laughs) about this. I don't remember you being threatened by her. It's no. funny that that, yeah, that little, you know, you've got your territory back in the day. And mm-hmm. and I think if people came into it, you really, this was how you lashed out. You, that's what you did to Lauren. Well, this is and- my city. Also, she was very <laughs> different than Girls in Laguna and there's nothing wrong with it, but she was ahead of her time, I guess, in the sense that like she had the extensions and the nails and that she was like very glamorous and like that's not Laguna at all. And so, mm. of course, that's like what I latched onto. One of the last scenes of the whole episode was the poker scene, which of course was all MTV. The girls and I would never have poker night. But it's when <laughs> you really start to get me trying to warn Jessica about Jason and saying, I don't trust him. He's not boyfriend material. Again, I wish I could just go back and work on the way I told Jessica. I think my sentiment was there, but the way I said it, I wish I could have softened. (laughs) Okay, you guys, very excited to talk to you about Dipsy. What's your love language? Is it physical touch? How about time together with your partner? People get turned on in all sorts of ways. Dipsy has invented a whole new love language with sexy stories for whatever mood you're in. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Serenus J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. dipsystories.com slash beach. So there's a moment here, I'm not sure if I wrote this down correctly, but there's a moment where you and Alex are in a bathroom and I think you're getting ready for actually the bowling night. And you've kind of got two things going on. You've got the seniors going out for a little bowling night and then you've got Lauren and I going out on a date and they're kind of cutting back and forth. And it's really interesting little turn here after they've totally teed up in the first half of this hour-long episode. You know, you're in this new relationship. And then now they've got the scene of you and Alex back in the bathroom. And like you've they have you saying this line where you're like, 
you still think like you still like Steven? And I was like, well, I was like, oh, what's up? I'm back. I was like, here we are. I was like, I thought yeah. we were out. And then for some reason, they've got this conversation from down the line with you and Alex talking. And it's like, oh yeah, there's still kind of always this thing with Steven. And I don't remember that scene. I was like, what? I was like, all right. It makes back no in the game. sense. Yeah, but clearly that was like months later. I'm like, I'm obsessed <laughs> with Matt and, but, oh, but there'll always be something with Steven, even though I wouldn't I even fucking talk to him a couple nights ago. <laughs> Would it give me a hug? Oh man. And he did let me kiss so... you on the, on the forehead at the party, which uh, was funny, which I, I think you kind of have that look in your eye, like, yeah, right. Yeah. never mind. <laughs> Not he let me. I kind of just came on to you there and you're just like, okay, he's kissing me on the forehead. Sure. Um, but yeah, that was really funny. There's also in that scene, we got to note it. There's a Sam is so hot in that scene as well. You guys, for some well, reason- he is so hot. <laughs> I think you're talking about what's going to happen this, this year or something. So naturally there's conversation about Sam and conversation about me. I want to say also, there's a scene with Dieter and I on the beach and he brings up Lauren and I just don't say anything. Yeah, I noticed that. I actually laugh, right? Yep, yep. And then I continue not to say anything. And then Dieter says something. And then they use, eventually they use this one little piece saying, I'm very cautious about that one. Which yeah. I think could be true. It's real to that. I think, but I remember in that scene, I was like, I'm not going to talk about her because they're going to make it seem like we're dating all the time. And like, I'm pushing back on MTV a little bit, but they're able to cut it together and make something I out of it. I noticed that. Then, I noticed then, that though. I could tell. Yep. And then we get this dinner at Pomodoro, of course. Where else would we go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because she mentions your boyfriend. She's not sure if she could say his last name or so because she's I like, know. what's up with Chris and Matt? Which I, know. I, would, I would love to talk to him about that. I'm sure you got a huge kick out of that. I'm sure some people <laughs> were definitely hitting him I up. I meant about, to like, text him before we film this. I'm going to text him after and just be like, by the way, we just talked about you. <laughs> just wondering if this is Lauren that just doesn't really know athletes, which I know she knew the name or she just wasn't sure if she should say his name on the show. Because I think her, mm-hmm. I do remember her telling me like, I don't know if I should say his last name. <laughs> they bleeped it out. Anytime someone would say it, they would bleep it out. So yeah, the way they finish this episode, pretty iconic. I will say this is where I was like, oh shit, MTV, well done. You've got Lauren and I up at the jacuzzi. Of course she's moving back home. Look at that freaking house that her parents now moved into. <laughs> she's got one of the most incredible houses in, in Laguna. And they've got us going out to dinner. And then we go and we sit in the jacuzzi, just, you know, hanging out, casually flirting. And they're cutting back and forth with you. Apparently, what's going on with Matt? All of a sudden, this relationship's gone south in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> Basically, <Matt's> in, gone. <laughs> in a commercial break, Matt's Literally. hit the road for some reason. And uh, you're suddenly having a bad day. So first of all, we got to point out, you're wearing your choker. Very cute. Oh, very funny. Yes, very Kristen I, back in 2005. My black leather choker that I never took off. Yep. Which usually meant you were going to have a good time. If the choker was on, you were having a good <laughs> night. But this night, yes. you didn't have a good time. Do you remember why? I don't know who I was calling. It looked like someone wasn't picking up my phone call. Surely it wasn't Matt. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't way, know. <laughs> I, gotta, I need to ask Lauren this. I don't know who was on that phone where I was like, look who this is. No way it, it was me, right? It, it couldn't have. I, I don't think it There's was no you. There's no way. I, There's no way. If it was you, uh, Lauren would have said something. I would have said them. They would have used it. Yeah. But they were able to, of course, twist it and use it like it was you, which is uh-huh. very well done. And then, yeah, having you all... I just wonder what was up with you that night. Something obviously going on outside of the story on the show because <laughs> the bowling date and thinking that I was on a date with Lauren or out with Lauren, that's obviously... That's not That's not what near. I was upset about. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. Matt and I really did break up. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, okay. Matt and I dated for way longer than one episode. That I do know. But <laughs> I mean, who, who knows? Maybe I was upset because Sam wasn't at bowling. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Sam. 
Hot Sam. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Sam should have been at bowling. That's probably what it was. That's All right. Well, what. let's wrap it up with some ratings. What'd you think of this, yeah. this episode personally? Personally, I gave myself a C minus. I said some really dumb stuff. I was talking a lot of shit. I'm not proud of that. But entertainment wise, I gave it an A. I thought it was very entertaining. There was always something going on. What about you? Yep. Personal rating for me, we're going, picking up right where we left off, F plus. Plus because <laughs> we have a little, we're wary of MTV now. I feel like we've dialed it back a little bit as far as playing in too much. You've got the stuff where they're trying to tee up the, you know, the conversations about the two of you. And I'm not giving it to Dieter. And, you know, even when her and Lauren and I speak about it and when we're together, it's just kind of like us just occupying the same space as opposed to having a full conversation about some sort of relationship or anything. So I don't know. Uh, still trying to dial it back, but then my judgment kind of falls out the window at Lowe's party where <laughs> I've had a few drinks, I'm having a good time. And yeah, that's where uh, you get a little sideways. You're not in control. There's a moment actually, it's a funny moment. We're talking to Lauren and and we're you know flirting and I've, I've brought her a gift back from San Francisco. I can't remember exactly what it was. I don't know what I got her, but I remember it was something to signify her time there or to remember San Francisco because for some reason... I was all upset that she was coming back. <laughs> I was like, you got to stick it out. You got to push through. But you look at that house, why, why the hell would she? So there's something I want to mention in that scene where you've got Lauren and I speaking and we're looking at my, I'm not sure who's holding it. I think it's it's Jen Bunny or Jen B. She's holding my Razor phone that we talked about at the end of the first season. <laughs> it's funny because everyone's kind of looking at it. And it was, it was a gift from Adam DeVello, one of the producers. He got me one of the early editions of the phone. And so they weren't really out yet. And I was able to have one. Felt really cool about it. And I'm showing <laughs> it to people and you can see everyone's looking at it like, <laughs> like, whoa, like look how thin it is. And they're like oh opening it up and like playing, looking at the technology, which the Razor phone, when it first came out, was pretty badass because we were kind of going from our 3390s. Like those cell phones didn't really have a lot of like pizzazz to them. They didn't really have a nice like glow to them or any sort of like yeah. they were just the those early Nokias. And then this razor had like cool lights in it. It kind of had a blue light up. It looked super futuristic. Oh <laughs> so you can gosh. see people at the party, they're kind of passing it around, which is which is really funny. That is um, amazing. <laughs> but yeah, as far as an audience rating, A+. plus. I mean, it it has it all. You've got the new, you've got the old. I mean, I as a viewer, just I'm hooked. I'm like, all right, let's yeah. go. I'm actually interested to see how this season plays out. Because yeah, back when it first came out, I didn't really watch the second season. Contrary to what I mentioned in another episode, like this kind of perception of us that was out there and wanting to continue to kind of be on the show in reality TV, at least for myself, that I felt like I remember Prez Hilton always thought that I want, I was hanging out with Lauren because I wanted to be on the hills, which couldn't have been <laughs> further from the truth. So, you know, I just wouldn't watch the episodes, was not interested in the show. But now I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing this. So yeah, A plus. And I want to see, you know, what happens between this, within this triangle they're setting up between Jason and Alex and Jessica, how this is going to play out. So yeah, me too. Um, me too. What about a do-over for you? I talked a lot of shit this episode. The one thing I wish I didn't do is at Lowe's party. I think I like yelled dumbass at Lauren. And I was like, I don't care if she hears me. Like, it's like, you're not that cool. Did you? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, You're riding high on the Matt Lionart relationship. You're like, I am (laughs) the shit. (laughs) I am totally untouchable. No one can fuck with me. Do you have a do-over? Look, advice for people doing reality TV show, just careful how much alcohol you consume. I'd be very wary of drinking 
excessively in any way because it was around everybody. It was genuine of seeing everyone. We were having a great time, but I was not smart enough to really control my alcohol intake. So, you know, my judgments fallen by the wayside and... You know, it just—I just don't like seeing myself drunk on camera. And you, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> good advice. And what about a quote for you? You got a favorite? <clears throat> yeah, something that my dumbass said. Which Alex and I getting ready. I say that I'm not attracted to guys with blonde hair. <laughs> but Sam's so hot. Sam is so hot. So I'm not and sure why I said hair. that. I know. <laughs> and I think you say it right after talking about Sam. Aww. I know. I mean, I will say my whole life, like the epitome of a guy that I like is darker hair, darker eyes. But that's not to say that blonde guys are out of the question. (laughs) It's interesting. People are always like, you're such a blonde guy to me. And I'm like, I don't even really think about that. I think, yeah, you could look at my dating history and be like, all right, there's there's definitely more blondes than brunettes. There's a theme. Yeah, brunettes are, they're they're not out of the equation. (laughs) All right, what's your quote? Well, mine is, you so casually say to Jessica in the limo, very iconic moment where you're singing. Since the, you've been gone. Since you've been gone. We're going back and forth and you're yelling at Jessica to, or not yelling, you're telling no, her. No, literally yelling at her. Yeah. <laughs> he, that you need to stop talking to him and you say, he knows he can lie to you. I used to do this with Steven all the time. <laughs> I know. That killed me. I was like, did I? Uh, I was like, oh man. I mean, I don't know. It was funny because it was true. Well, I'm glad you can laugh about it. I was cringing when I said that. I was like, God, I was Well, of course I can laugh about it now. That's that's what's great about doing the show now. It's back then. I could not process all this. Like I need, we needed time apart from each other, actually. Not like, you know, I'd still see some other people, but come back to me too. You know, it was like, we needed time to see other people and we're all right. Well, yes, we did. And if this is any indication of how the whole season is going to go, I am, I am excited. (laughs) I know. Again, there's like, there's a bunch of stuff that I wrote down for this episode that we didn't even talk about. So I'm sure it's going to keep happening as we get in the other episodes. This of course was a two and one as far as what MTV did. So we'll be able to dive into some of the storylines a little more as we get into the next episodes and a little bit shorter. But that's episode one of season two for you guys. And yeah, welcome back. We're excited to be back and go down this journey with you. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, next week. So we will talk to you then. Yes, it's going to be a wild ride. We will see you guys next week. Adios. Thanks for listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back to Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Clint. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic. 